Welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. This podcast is an audio journal of my guests and I's adventures throughout the live and local music biz. Fun conversations, cool tunes, and good times will be had. My name is Mark Sterry, and I'm a 15-plus year veteran of the Twin Cities, Minnesota metro music scene. Check me out at Mark Sterry, that's S-T-A-R-Y, music.net. Also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. My new album, White Knuckle Life, as well as my other original records, are available for download on iTunes, CD Baby, etc. This podcast drops every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you enjoy it, please subscribe on iTunes. It's totally free and guarantees you'll never miss an episode. Also, consider helping get the word out in the street via social media, five-star rating and review on iTunes, word of mouth, etc. Happy Thought of the Day is by Roger Waters. I'm in competition with myself. And I'm losing. Thanks for tuning in, and welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Enjoy! Welcome back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, episode 38, last week's gigs wrap-up. Wednesday, I played a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota, like I usually do. And this week, it was very nice as I did not have to drive all the way back to Turtle Lake after the show because my summer school program is over for the year. And it was just a fun night, gorgeous night outside. Little kids out there dancing sure seemed to like the old original song of mine, Field Party, for better or for worse. I'll keep that in the set for sure. Friday, I played a solo show at Ingredients in White Bear Lake, Minnesota. I figured this show would be dead. It was gorgeous outside, and I figured the whole Twin Cities would be cleaned out for 4th of July weekend. But no, it was a great crowd. I played the whole night, and uh, just, a, just a great show. Saturday, Mr. Brian K. Johnson and myself rocked out at Thirsty Otter in Balsam Lake, Wisconsin for Freedom Fest. Uh, it, was a, it was a great time. So many friends in town that weekend. Got to zip up and see, uh, meet a bunch of the guys from the Chris Hockey Band who were playing downtown and run into my old friends Tom Pickard and Matt Everson. And hope to have these guys in the podcast really, really soon. Uh, so we went back to Otter, had a great show, played solid to about 12.30 or so. That's when the downtown band got done, and it was wall-to-wall people in there. I don't know if I've ever seen that place so packed. A um, little crazy for me, but it was a darn good time, and uh, thanks to all the folks that helped us out that night for sure and came to see us. Sunday, uh, the Mark Sterry Blues Band, or whatever we're calling it, uh, which featured Brian Johnson, Brian Liggett, and Jake Davison. Yes, from back in the day, we rocked out a blues, classic rock kind of set on the patio of Thirsty Otter, and that, again, was a ton of fun. Uh, tons of family and friends showed up out there. Um, it took us a while to get warmed up because we've never really played with that lineup really before, but the, by the time we got going, it was just a total, total blast, and uh, looking forward to doing more shows with those guys. Monday, I just wanted to say, if that wasn't the best 4th of July day I've ever had. It's got to be close. Just an awesome day with my family, um, some friends, and the fireworks show at the West's house outside of Turtle Lake is probably the best I've ever seen in my entire life. Thank you guys for putting on that show every single year. 
Upcoming shows, Wednesday, July 6th, 2016. I'll be playing a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota from 8 to 10 p.m. Friday, July 8th, 2016. I'll be playing a solo show at Nova in Hudson, Wisconsin from 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. Saturday, July 9th, 2016, Mr. Brian Keith Johnson, Allie Gray, and myself will be rocking out on the poop deck at PD Pappy's in Stillwater, Minnesota from 3 to 6 p.m. Then Sunday, July 10th, Mr. Brian K. Johnson, Brian Big Ticket Liggett on drums, and myself will be rambling on up to Breezy Point, Minnesota, actually Jenkins, Minnesota, to play the 7 eighths jam with the soup bones. Last year, we barely survived a tornado, so we'll see what happens this year. But that's always a wonderful and eventful time and a lot of funny stories usually coming out of that weekend. Guest this week is part three of three with the German music teacher, master, performer, and legend Manfred Schernauer. We discuss Pink Floyd, the history of German rock and roll, Jesse the Body Ventura, etc. Enjoy the conversation. Mr. Manfred. Sure, yes, hour. Yes, sir. Welcome back to the Mark Siri Music Podcast. We decided to do episode three. <laughs> First two okay. episodes were a blast. I love sitting here BSing with Manfred. Yeah. Uh, we're going to get through part three so we can have a German beer. Okay. <laughs> we can do that. What kind do you have? A German beer spaten. That sounds like a good one. Yeah, I got from time Munich. For one yeah. more. I got to get to bed early. We got summer school. Oh, I know we, we do. For, I know we do. We, we got to go through us. We got to go through a song, too. Oh, yeah, we yeah, do for, yeah. for school tomorrow. Yeah. Um, I would like to uh, ask you some specifics on this last episode sure. about certain projects, mm-hmm. myths, and mm-hmm. legends sure. about Manfred. Yeah. I'm going to start out with this one. I played in a band in the Twin Cities, and we had this drummer. And the drummer, we were talking about where we're from, and I said I was from Turtle Lake, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And the drummer goes, have you ever heard about that? That German rock star guy that moved out to that area and started this concert place in school. And, and I've always wanted to drive out there. He's, he's kind of like this folklore legend guy. Yeah, and I be. said, I go, dude, I work with him every single summer. We teach <laughs> plays together. I said, it's Manfred. He goes, that's the guy's name. Yeah. So the folklore around you coming out here is... Awesome. People have talked about you. I've heard about you from all over the place. So I thought that was kind of funny anyway. Oh, Pat Binford said the same thing. Pat Binford was playing in the pit at the old way out of all places in St. Paul. He's, <laughs> now he, he's, he's doing a clarinet part. And there's, a, there's another uh, horn, horn, horn player next to him in the, in the, and you know, they talk, you know, don't know each other, but they're talking. He goes, you know, well, where are you from? Oh, Perry Farm. Yeah. Oh, Wisconsin. Yeah. You ever heard about that guy that then uh, I think Manfred is his name, and Pat did not at, in those days. He did really? not hear about me, and, and that was the first time he heard about me. And I says, "No, I never have met him." Well, he plays piano, and uh, he's up there by Turtle Lake, maybe in the area and whatnot. And then very shortly later, uh, we met, uh, either a gig or whatever, or a call. I can't remember how it all started, but previous to that, the odd way. Can, and that, that is just unbelievable. I know. The, you know the word I mean? of Manfred is just everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's true, though. And okay. I, don't, I don't even, you know, like down in the cities, I have nothing to do with the, the cities anymore. You know, uh, 
I don't even know if I want to take my show down. <laughs> All right. Okay. Number two. Yeah. Didn't you play a festival with Pink Floyd? Yes, I did. All in all, it's just a brick in the wall. Aachen. Aachen. And, well, the same, well, it was the same day. It's August, uh, August uh, Aachen, uh, 69, when um, uh, Woodstock. You had Woodstock in the United States, which was, uh, you know, obviously legendary. And the same weekend, we had a three-day festival in, uh, in Aachen, Germany. We were one of the warm-up bands, you know what I mean? Very, very little, you know, but Montezuma nonetheless. It was Montezuma. Oh, yeah. Well, well, yeah. You know, and in fact, we had a singer in those days. I found some pictures of that, too. But anyway... And was well, Friday night was uh, uh, Friday night was uh, uh, just driving up. I remember that in the Volkswagen bus, uh, you know, and we played in one of the tents where people stay overnight. And uh, it was deep purple. <laughs> You know, '60s guys, you know, and John Lord and whatnot. You know, heavy dude. You can hear him. You know, it's loud. You know, oh, yeah. twenty thousand people. <laughs> and Saturday night, I wasn't there. I played some play somewhere else or something, something. We had to go back. That was Pink Floyd. That was the, the big act. You know. Yeah. That was uh, it was a Saturday. But the festival starts at, starts at twelve o'clock. You know, tons and tons and tons of bands, and then. And then Sunday, we were on. We were the first band on at 12 o'clock, you know. And then, and then Mungo Jerry stole the show. In the summertime, when the weather is high, you can stretch right up and touch the sky. When the weather's fine, you got women, you got women on your mind. <laughs> you know, that Sunday, for the Sunday band, that was the, the big act. What's, uh, what's his big hit? Mungo Jerry uh, in the summertime. Yeah, it was huge, and and a lot of British bands. I mean, tons and tons of acts, you know. And in those days, you know, I was just happy to be playing. And boy, I mean, you know, twenty thousand people, you know, pee in your pants, man. Oh yeah, you know. And that was one of yeah, that was one of the last who who I'd say, before before I left Germany, you know. Okay. You know. And I, it could have been something, but the guys didn't have any guts. <laughs> I, I had the guts. And I tell you what, when I look back now and the places that I've been, the places that I travel and how and whatnot, how I survived it all and sitting here at age 67 out in the country in northern Wisconsin, hey, what, what a story. <laughs> it's a great story. Okay, next one up on my list. Sure. So... Is it true that you're in the History of German Rock book? Yeah, several. <laughs> several, yeah. <laughs> several, yeah. My, my, my friend uh, Hans-Jürgen Klitsch wrote them, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, with the shouts, yeah. Oh, absolutely. With the shouts, huh? Yeah. Do you have a copy? I got to check that out. No, no. Uh, he didn't have a copy, uh, and he wrote this uh, great... Uh, I got a pile of magazines that he wrote. He, he ran those for a while. And but uh, otherwise, no, I I don't have a, I don't have a copy. You know, he's he's been writing several books. When uh, he never played anything, but he always followed the bands around in my uh, in my hometown area, you know, where we uh, where we're from. And uh, he got to be an English professor, 
and lives now in northern Germany, way right up there by the Danish uh, border. And uh, we're still in contact once in a while, like Christmas card or whatever. You know, uh, now he's into, believe it or not, besides the German stuff, um, he's into uh, African African music like uh, Tinari Van. <laughs> Are you familiar with uh, some of those African bands? Not really, no. They play like you know, they play like reggae and a lot of uh, political uh, political rock. You know, uh, African artists. You know, young artists. You know, Tinariven once in a while comes to the Twin Cities. I've seen them. Then I see them on Carson Daly, which I hate. <laughs> All right. Next question I have for you, Manfred. Sure. Back in the day, one of my best friends, Chris Monette, lived in North Hudson, Wisconsin. Hmm. I was living in St. Paul, but we were good, good friends, and we would to hang out and go out, whatever. So one night, I was sleeping on his couch, and I had the TV on, and I woke up in the middle of the night. I looked at the TV, and it was these crazy colors and all this stuff going on, and there was Manfred in the TV playing a flute with all these colors going on. Now, what, did I dream that, no. or is that real? That was for real, because uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. which is which is really kind of cool. No, that was probably my my friend uh, my friend and movie maker and 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 uh, TV guy here, um, Nate Skoke. Okay, he runs the the public, uh, not the public, the cable. He runs a cable cable station in Hudson, you know. And uh, he comes out here, does visuals with me, does uh, films me in, in different kind of concerts, and then he gets to put some footage on, or as a time filler or whatever. Sometimes a featured show, you know, on 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 the cable TV, and that could be. That's exactly what happened there. Yeah, because he got so much footage, you know, and and. Uh, I lost track, and you know, probably a flute concert, yeah. you know, with uh, with the background and whatnot, and uh, yeah, he's got a lot of footage. And I play on. Uh, he did uh, two full features where I did the soundtrack. Sever is one. Yeah, of Yeah, Sever right? is one of them, and uh, uh, the other one, um, Disappearing Dawn, the Disappearing Dawn, yeah, uh, horror sci-fi movies, you know, and I love that. Uh, uh, Sever took me like uh, two. Uh, it took me two years or two winters, you know. And that's I love film music. I'd love to do more of it, you know. I really love to do more of it, but it, it's time-consuming, you know. And but I I like uh, soundtracks. Oh my goodness, that's why I watch a lot of movies. Uh, just about a movie, you know. Sometimes over a period of day, maybe one movie lasts like uh, or one or two or three days, you know. And, and f with you know through Netflix. I'm not advertising them, I'm just saying that. That's what I'm, I'm listening to, the soundtrack. You know, and I got favorite soundtracks, and it goes way back. Yep. It goes way back. You know, the last uh, soundtrack I bought in, in LP form, in, in vinyl form, was uh, The Mission. That's Ennio uh, Mariconi. <laughs> Water. It's the same guy who did all the spaghetti westerns. Oh, that's great. You know what I mean? You know. 
I eat something else. He fin they finally gave him an Oscar, was it? Was it? Yeah, last, uh, last Oscar show. Yeah, they finally gave him one. Finally, that's He's good. <laughs> yeah, he, did, he did that, um, what's his name? Tarantino mo uh, movie. I Django? Mm. No, it's something eight, somebody. Oh, uh, the Hateful Eight. Yeah, Hateful Eight. Yeah, I think he okay. did that, yeah. Um, so, so far, all my legends I've heard are all true. Uh, one more. Uh, yeah, as you know, in summer school, Manfred wears music shirts, and I generally wear all the pro wrestling shirts because the kids <laughs> like all that stuff. So Hulk Hogan, famous pro wrestler, is also a, a renowned bass player. One of the no. kids said that you used to tour, and Hulk Hogan was your bass player. Is that true? No. <laughs> No. So he stumped you on one, right? Well, there is a con uh, there is a there is a close connection, though. When I lived uh, uh, when I lived in the cities and played at Mangini, so eighty eighty one, all right. There's um, there's three musicians in the house. Billy Bruce, the first guy who put me on vinyl, who turned me on to Klaus Schulze, right? He lived in the basement with his girlfriend. Upstairs, I was a guitar player. And uh, Mark Orion was his name. Or that was his artist name, and Manfred, and we so we roomed together for two years. It was nice and hectic, you know. Uh, uh, but you know, you needed a place to sleep, and then I played like four nights a week at Mangini's, and then went home on Sunday mornings. This Mark guy, I tracked him down. He's still he's still playing. He lives down in in uh, in uh, not, in Austin, Texas. Guitar, very fine guitar player. Oh, yes, very good. He's still playing. He wrote the song, The Body Rules, and that was for Jesse Ventura. I got the body. The body rules. I got the body. The body rules. I got the body. The body rules. That, and that is, that's the truth. And, 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 uh, and he worked together with him in the studio and whatnot, and then they recorded the, the Body Rules, Jesse Ventura. That, that, was, that was legendary. Because I found that, and they made it in LP form on one of the music shows for, they wanted to sell like for $1,000 or something like that. Jesse Ventura, and that is the truth. And, and him and I, Mark and I, we, uh, we uh, roomed together for a couple of years, and he told me all about it. And we, uh, his nickname, we called him, we called him Hendrix, because when, when as soon as he got up, he put the guitar on his, around his neck and walked around. That's all he did, all day long. Wow. Yeah, he was something else. You know, and then through uh, the, uh, the other things of life, like a rock and roll. What, what does a rock and roll? The traps of rock and roll. He fell into those. And then he finally straightened out, got sober, got actually a degree in teaching mathematics, believe it or not. Oof. Yeah. And... <laughs> <laughs> but he's still playing. That's yeah, and great. He, so there's a connection, a wrestling connection. I that's bet, a great that's, story. That's genuine. And I did yeah. not expect that at all. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, got truth, yeah. Okay, so this episode, I'm just asking the specific questions sure. or whatever. Uh, I am holding, Manfred has a couple full-length records. Sure. And one of my favorites here, because I knew you while you were doing this and, sure. and, and all this stuff, is, is 2006 uh, release, Home at Last. Right. Anyway, so I loved talking to you during the recording process and the mixing process. Mm -hmm. But one of my favorite songs off here is Ode to Joe.
I don't know if you want to share this or not, but oh, I sure. know that it's a, it's a story, it's a song for your father. Yeah. And I've always enjoyed y- your story, how when you finished it, you ha- you went to Germany. Yeah. And it was this, and you, can you take it from there? Sure, yeah, in 04. I, th- I had a raw recording on a, on a cassette tape, and I wanted to do something. Uh, you know, he passed away um, in... Um, in, uh, in 99 and so I wanted to do something about that so I wrote him the tune that the the um, okay the specifics of the tune was it's a march but in three quarters usually a march is in two quarters or four quarters but this is a march in three and I learned it from our buddy Vangelis yeah <laughs> but anyway it's a you know, nice melody obviously and uh, so I brought it over there I was like uh, call it a mission and flew over there, saw my mom. We went to uh, uh, Joe's grave, Joe's gravesite. Joe's your uh, father. Yeah, Joe, yeah. And um, so we went to the gravesite on a March, uh, rainy day, perfect gravesite, uh, weather, you know, gray, cold, and went to the in southern Germany, Rosenheim, Germany. That's where he's buried. And, uh, you know, I couldn't go earlier because the war was starting, you know, in 2001 and all that kind of stuff, 9-11, and it was not safe to go, et cetera, et cetera. And finally made it there in 04, and I was like on a mission. I went to the graveside, put a little tape recorder down, and played O to Joe. It was a great thing. And then, then we went back home. My mom and I were there, you know, and, uh, you know, Brought some flowers to the grave. They're very fancy gravestone and whatnot. Oh yeah, and the gravesite is just huge. And uh, the way the Germans are taking care of their dead is just unreal. I mean, angels and golden figures and whatnot. It's just unreal. And yeah, there he is, right in the middle. And that's where my mom is now buried too. You know, she died. Incidentally, she died exactly the day when I started well, with the sight and sound meditation thing, the first chore. Really? Yeah, that was that was incidental. <laughs> yeah, you're talking about like what? Oh, I remember yeah. that you said when you played that song in that grave or that mm-hmm. cemetery that you it was just this huge lifted spiritual feeling when you played that for your father, like you had uh, a weight lifted off your shoulder oh, yeah. or something like that. Oh yeah, even though he didn't like electronic music at all. You know, synthesizers because he was he in '88, the summer of '88, saw me play and he didn't he didn't like that. Uh, he's you know, you know classical musician, you know, <laughs> so the old old school didn't like what the son was doing. But I was doing my thing, you know, and sure, um, uh, that 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 really I really didn't mind that that he was against my music or my development, you know. And we had a lot of conflicts when we were growing up, you know what I mean? It was pretty brutal, I have to say that. But he made sure that I practiced, and I'm glad he did. You know, it's all coming true now, and I still, you know, there is this, there is this love between uh, father, you know, and son, father, daughter, mother, uh, son, you know. That, that just doesn't go away no matter what they do to you. You know, that's just inborn, you know what I mean? And so that was always there. But I was totally relieved after the, you know, the weight was off my shoulders and everything, all the past bad things or negative things that happened in the past. I was all gone. I was like free. And I, so I, de- I dedicated another tune to him. There's a, there's a subtrack on there. It's called Joe's Angels. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. 
Yeah, the Jewish angels are basically uh, a counter melody that goes throughout uh, Ode to Joe. See, I took that out and made a, made a special, special tune out of it. And they lift them up to heaven, whatnot, and you can hear I that. I love that. And, and then, and, and then you can hear if you listen really close, you can hear the the wings go. And I did that with an with an Oberheim, which I, in the meanwhile, have sold for doctor bills. <laughs> <laughs> so it was life, man. What's the song on there with the cool foot? The, the feet walking in the song. Uh, the, uh, first the heroes one. welcome. Uh, heroes welcome. The first one. Yeah, we had two boxes or one box of little pebbles, and and uh, you know, and then and then a microphone recording the pebbles, and I make the footsteps in the inside the pebbles in a, just a regular box, you know, like what twelve by twelve or what fifteen by fifteen little box with pebbles. Did it right in this room here, oh. and then and then I recorded the peepers, which is really important to me, from between the first and second tune and the second and third tune. So, because the hero is now home, yep. and he goes into this garden, and from the garden he goes into, in you know, a home at last. You know, we are home yep. at last in, into the title tune. You know what I mean? And they are introduced by the peepers. Peepers the are little froggies. The, yeah. I recorded them. You know, a, a couple of years previous to that, I got two hours of froggies. You know, of, of peepers. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's cool, though. You know, and you can hear them. You know. And and for me to, and that's a sign of spring. When when you hear the first peepers, you go, you know, in this part of the country, you really think, hey, this is it. Like that's why when, when I play uh, Rob, Robin's Nest, it's a jazz tune. <laughs> That uh, uh, you know, wherever I play in the restaurant or whatever, uh, or nursing homes, uh, it always reminds me of spring because it's the first sign of spring. You see your first robin, hey, yeah, it reminds me always on that. Oh, you know? so many great stories with yeah, that record. Just, you know, I remember yeah. hanging out during that time. That was so much fun. I highly recommend everybody to pick up oh, cool. uh, Home at Last. That's a great record. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're winding down part three. Thanks, man, for, for being on the show. Well, I have a, a couple more questions for you. Sure. Um, okay, four ask about the last, the, do the song of the week or the story behind the song segment. Um, actually, no, let's go with there right now. Uh, when I first met you, um, you had come out, you gave me a copy, or I bought a copy of your record about EOS. Mm -hmm. And during that time was when I was, transitioning my life from Wisconsin, moving to the Twin Cities, going through girlfriends, things like that, um, uh, trying to figure out what I was going to do with my life, sure. whatever. And this record about EOS was literally my soundtrack. <laughs> and I was would ride in the car, and it's just it's an emotional, sure. I'd say kind of classical music-based well, sure, yeah. uh, record. And one of my favorite songs of all time is Autumn epilogue mm -hmm. and i think i wrote it down on a sheet of paper when i die 
play that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I <laughs> so wrote that what's for- the story behind, uh, I guess a quick yeah. sum up of this record, I, and especially Autumn Epilogue, because I'll play that at the end of this, this podcast. Autumn Epilogue, I wrote that for a dancer, for a female dancer. She did a show here where I did all the music, and I needed a closing tune. I needed something to that whole story, put the whole story into one tune, and it had to resolve a lot of things. She had a lot of women, uh, uh, not, not problems, so women, women issues that she portrayed in her modern dance. And I wanted to bring everything to a conclusion, a positive conclusion. And that's what you get with that, with that autumn epilogue. See, see that? And obviously, I played it in the end of the show, you know, and that concluded her dance. It was an hour, an hour kind of a thing. You know, oh, I love that. When song. I work with dancers, you know, usually uh, if they're on stage and we work for like an hour piece, you know what I mean? It takes a long time. Yeah, but that's 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 the one. Yeah. And didn't you track this record completely live, right? Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was real to real. It was real on real to real. In in fact, there was something else in that real to real. We had to like uh, play over on top of it. You know, it was like a Spanish course. <laughs> so that, we couldn't even we couldn't even in those days. I just bought a couple of microphones, and I said to my buddy Jimmy, I said, Jimmy, can we just like, um, can you run a tape recorder for me? I, wanted, I, got, I got a couple of piano tunes I just want to get out of my system, and they're melodic, and I want to record them. That's how it started, basically. And then I had my old piano here, and it was cold up here. I didn't have, the, uh, didn't have that heater yet, you know what I mean? It was cold, we recorded there in 96, 97. And took us a few months to do that, and then and then finally it was uh, there. There it was. One night you were sitting here for five hours, trying to get a, one track going, uh, and the title track about Eos, which is a long piece, seven minute, six seven minute track, and, and there was no overdubbing or no stopping. You have to play from one, first note all the way through with all the other ones. You have to play all the way through. I was forced to do that, you know, and that's how it goes, man. Oh. Oh, you can the, hear it, it, the passion of this record. I highly recommend this one. One of my favorite albums of all time, any genre, yeah. is about EOS for sure. So you could probably get more information on that at www.manfredsmusic.com. Uh, great records. Uh, looking forward to the new stuff, the new projects, new albums ahead. Um, one last question. Sure. Out of all the keyboards you have here, Mm-hmm. And you have a lot of them. If you're stuck on a desert island, <laughs> like one of our play, you know, like, like one mm-hmm. of our stories of a play or something. Sure. And Manfred's in this, on this desert island mm-hmm. in a little kid's play in summer school, and you had to have one keyboard, what would it be? Oh, it would be the uh, Roland FP4 Electro Piano, 88 keys. It still has some sounds. It doesn't have all the tricks and whatnot, all the rhythms. Well, it got a, some, some rhythms in there. But for um, I would then concentrate on 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 that uh, writing and have have some piano sounds, have some organ sounds, or some string sounds in there. But it's not. Uh, I don't even use it in my uh, in my in my shows. You know, I, got, I got some dandies there. I mean, I got some really nice keyboards there. You know, like the Roland Di. Oh my, what a what a rich keyboard that is. It's got 800 sounds or whatever. No, but I just uh, that that uh, that's the one, the FP4. It's an old older. They don't even make them anymore. I don't think. Oh. I had an FP3, and now it's an FP4, and that's the one I gig out with, you know. 
uh, when, I, when I play out somewhere and I need 88 keys or a piano job or jazz job, whatever. Yeah, I, I, use, I use that. Uh, the, uh, the B3 I sold, even though that was for many, many years my favorite, and I made a lot of bread and butter with that and because of Dr. Bill's. And now somebody donated a C3, a Hammond C3, which is like a B3. But uh, um, <clears throat> that will be the one. Or a regular, regular piano. I'd be happy with that. Well, great answer there, Manfred. Um, Boogie Nights, the first and last Saturday of each month. Between here, May and September. Here at the Pipe Dream Center in beautiful Comstock, Wisconsin. Got it. He's got a variety of other shows going on this summer as well. Check it out at manfredsmusic.com. Manfred. I love you, my friend. Thanks, man. Uh, thanks so much All for being right. on the Mark Stereo Music Podcast. Absolutely. Uh, let's go check out one of those German beers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Manfred. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of the Mark Stereo Music Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the program. We'll see you back here for a new podcast about life and times in the live and local music scene each and every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you or your business are interested in sponsoring this podcast, please contact me via email at markstaremusic at gmail.com. Also, if you get a chance, please go check out some live music somewhere. It could be a great and worthwhile experience. Life is short. Go have some fun. Till next time. (laughs) 